It has nothing to do with the client in your chair. It's about you. Yeah. Right? right? You're undercharging because you feel bad. You feel like you're not worth it. Your work wasn't good enough or that number is too high for what you think is expensive. Or maybe you took too long. Or maybe you ran a little bit behind. Or maybe you, they just gave you a sob story. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. So today we're talking about undercharging. We're just going to get right into it. Yeah, let's hop we're gonna right in. We're going to get right into it. Undercharging. Oh, I just had a big idea. Sorry. What is it? I um I forgot that I have actually I had taught a workshop years ago called Charge Your Worth. I forgot about that. I mean, that's this how many off big the things you've done in your life that you forgot <laughs> a workshop. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it's it, it was a, a Charge Your Worth workshop, and it was going not. I would have um, spa professionals there, salons, salon owners, stylists, all that, and we would get into the nitty gritty about how to charge your worth. Why, why aren't you charging your worth? I forgot about this. That's this is so a cool. great workshop. I know you want to cut this out, but I feel like that's really I cool. know. I was going to say we're going to cut this out, but I don't know. You tell me if we should keep it, but it was a great workshop. I think that, okay, we're going to get into it. Here's the workshop. Here we go. Let's go. I know. I have to remember everything, but what I find is interesting is charging your worth is not just, and I know people, some people have a problem with your worth and your value. We all know what we mean by charging your worth and not undercharging yourself, but it really comes down and boils down to why are we doing that? And I always ask stylists and spa professionals, like why, what are the reasons that you undercharge in that? It's always an in the moment. Ooh, that's really good. It's always an in the moment. So we've all undercharged. I mean, if someone says they've never undercharged, like, I'm sorry, we've all done it. Oh yeah. So what's, what's something that has caused you to undercharge? What's a reason that you've undercharged somebody? Because I feel guilty. I for... feel guilty, like charging my client so much money. Like, I don't know. I, not, not necessarily that I don't think I'm worthy of it, but it's like, I feel like it's so much money. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that is what it is. I just said it. Yeah. Like, it's so much money. How can they want to pay me that Right. I mean, you're right. It's about, it's interesting. It, it's a lot. I find it. I f- have found by doing that workshop. I can, I still, I'm like shocked that I forgot about this workshop. So I have found by talking to so many different people, there's a lot of different reasons. One, it's just some people have this number in their head mm-hmm. that to them sounds crazy is a lot. Yeah. But like, that's relative. So a lot of true. money is different to everybody. Some people, $50 is a lot of money. Some people, $500 is a lot of money. We all, and you have to pay attention to in your life, what's a lot of money to you when you're going to buy something, you know? Um, So I see that a lot. I also would hear, or is there any other, do you feel like that's the only reason why you would undercharge? There's probably more. You're just not thinking of it. Yeah. I would have to think about that for a second. Um, I do. I what if you do okay. someone's... Okay, Wait, go. listen. This is interesting. Okay. So okay. I the, the, I used to work alongside this, this other hairdresser, and he would always say he based his prices on how good his work was that day, which yeah. this sounds crazy. No, it's just going to get to that. But I feel yeah. like I do that sometimes. He'd be like, okay, 
you know what, Karen, your bill today is 175. And she's like, oh, last week it was 125. And he was like, this time we did a little extra. And it was really strictly based on how he felt. Yeah. If he felt good about it. Yes. If he felt good about it. It's dangerous though. It is dangerous. That's dangerous. I'm not going to lie. I've done it too. Yeah. I, I hear, I would hear that one. That was a common one too of, well, the work that I did today, it could have been better. I didn't feel good about it. So I felt guilty charging them full price because I'm not happy with it. But are they happy with it? Yeah. Right. Right. So how do you like, I don't know, in your workshop, Abby, how did you change that mental? Like what's the mental shift there? I think, I think a theme that I have in our podcast here is uh, self-awareness and recognizing that why you're undercharging. It has nothing, typically has nothing to do about that client in your chair. Hmm. It has nothing to do with the client in your chair. It's about you. Man. Right? right? You're undercharging because you feel bad. You feel like you're not worth it. Your work wasn't good enough or that number is too high for what you think is expensive. Or maybe you took too long. Or maybe you ran a little bit behind. Or maybe you, they just gave you a sob story. I hear oh my that gosh, one. I do that. I just, I literally just did that. Mm-hmm. I hear and that And it's not one. even like, oh no, I, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are some clients that are just sharing and talking about their lives and then stylists will Feel think bad. it's a sign to like, I need to charge them less. There are some people who try to tell, share their sob story in order to get a discount that happens too, you know, but we don't know if they're intentionally doing it or not. Mm -hmm. And that's not our job to figure that out. It's our job to charge our prices. So do you have, have you ever done that? Of course. Well, no, I've never given a discount for a sob story. You've never comped for us. I, I, I literally did this last week. You did. Yeah. This is like, you're speaking to me right now. (laughs) It's like, I am dead serious. Um, yeah, no, I definitely did. And, and I don't know how to get out of that. Yeah. You, if you're like consistently charging less on the same person because of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. And so here's the thing. You've gotten yourself into that hole. You are the only one that can get yourself out. And what I believe is if you have been undercharging somebody for so long, that takes an honest, hard conversation on your end with that person. I know. And you just have to say, listen, I know I have been charging you X, Y, Z, but my price is actually X, Y, Z. Yeah. So next time, that's what it's going to be. I just can't keep it. And I know you weren't, you know, asking for anything. I can't keep giving you a discount anymore. Okay. You know, I think you're, I think you're right. It's so interesting though. I didn't realize that like, that's what I was doing. So we're having this conversation. Like, obviously I knew it was like, like I literally comped one entire color service and the other one I was like, did it at like just color cost. Like this is ridiculous. And I totally understand that. But I, I just didn't even realize that that was what was happening. And now you're saying it. I'm like, Oh yeah. my gosh. This podcast is to inspire others. You are literally <laughs> inspiring me. It's like, these are all things that, again, this is how we are all, I mean, quote, messy hairstylists. Yes. This is one of those things that yeah. like we all are doing. Does it make me a bad hairstylist? No. No. Bad no. person? No. No. I mean, it just. You're being, trying to be too good. For, yeah. You're trying to, you're trying to people please. Again, it just, it always, oh, it comes down to that a lot. And I just say to stylists who are consistently undercharging is like, but when does your life matter? Oh, so true. When do your finances matter? 
because you're here working every day and it's only up, it's up to you to charge your prices. Right. No one's going to be like, oh, you didn't charge me enough today. You're so right. They're going to like feel like they got away with it. Like I got a discount and then expect that every single time. Going back to it, I feel like you really just brought some stuff out of me and it's kind of like blowing my mind a little bit. What else? I mean, what are other reasons that people... Well, I'll tell you what I would undercharge in the That's past. What, yeah, good yeah. question. So when I would undercharge in the past, it was because I ended up doing more to their hair than I initially thought, especially mm -hmm. with color. Right. And I did not quote them on that higher charge. So I was quoting too accurately. And then I would like need another bowl of light. This is, I'm not a la carte anymore, but when I was a la carte, uh, if I used an extra bowl of lightener than I thought I would or extra bowl of color, or I needed to do two batches of toners, whatever it was, I found myself doing more to get the job done, to get the look that they want, but I didn't quote them on that. So then I wouldn't charge them that because to yeah. me, that is also my fault. Totally. So I'm not going to be, I, I want my clients to come in and trust what they're going to be paying. Yes. And that what I quote them is what they're going to be paying because no client likes a surprise at the end. No. So when you were, were you doing like a consultation with your client and yeah. then telling them the price then? Was that when you were quoting them during a Sometimes, like with, typically with new clients, and this is in the past, and with new clients, I would always, I would always tend to overquote, right? Right. On, on a new client. Um, but this would be like with existing clients. I think existing clients oh, are the hardest ones yeah. to have their prices change and things like that. So if like my existing client was down for a color retouch, for example, I had a client who got a color retouch and had me pull color like a gloss through her ends. And years and years and years and years and years ago, I never charged her for that gloss because really I worked at a commission salon and I felt bad and I wasn't charging because of the commission salon. But now, then when I became independent, that mattered. Mm -hmm. But now how do I go back? Oh, exactly. Right? So it would be situations like that with like current clients or maybe that client came in and then they wanted some highlights and I ended up doing more, more of a full rather than a partial back in my foiling days. But I didn't, they weren't scheduled for that. Right? So it was just whenever I was doing more and, and I always walked away just mad at myself for undercharging and then feeling stuck in my pricing. Yeah, because then at that point, when, like you've said, like once you start doing it, then it's hard to like go back on it. Like, yeah. Oh, but sorry, by yes. the way. But you have to. You have to. I ha so I have a client who this isn't one that was you know telling me anything sad, but she, but you know she she is a teacher and you know maybe doesn't make as much money. And I'm very conscious of that. And I had always kind of given her a price break, and and she when I had raised my prices was the only person who said, uh, did you like do. How like, much how did much they go up? Did it go up? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the price. But I had like never charged her that. And mm -hmm. I, I just had to be like so real. I was like, I'm so I'm sorry, but like this is this is the price of my partial. And um going forward, this is the cost. That's good. I, I was very proud of myself. That's that. good. I and that's like, hard to do. So hard. You probably were sweating. I wanted to vomit because yes. I knew heavy, you know, and it's gonna be that person too. Yeah. Yes. And like I knew that she was gonna say that, yes. but I just like had to stick to my guns on it. Um, but then also offer a solution that was like, yes, you know, my price point might not work for you, but I, you know, there are, there are plenty of stylists who do, and I'm happy to point you in that direction. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that always offering, like, instead of thinking like I have to charge them 
I'm either going to charge them my proper price or I'm going to give them a discount that they don't even know about. Mm -hmm. The other option, the other great thing to do for your business is to say, okay, so what you want today is X, Y, Z, and you're going to quote them on that. Um, But we could also do this service that is, and then you say the lesser price, like always give them those options. So it's not a matter of you deciding whether you're going to charge them full price or not. They get to decide what their budget is and what they want. Yeah. Whenever I lay out those two options for those guests that I think that the the budget will be an issue, more likely than not, they go with the higher priced one. And then it's their decision. And then I feel confident in charging that. Yeah. I've been I've definitely been doing that lately. You know, I I, I was telling you that I went through a price increase and, and probably actually need to, you know, last year and I'm talking about going through another one. Um, but one thing that got me through the significant increase was giving them options, like you just said, and laying them out like mm-hmm. this or that and letting them choose being upfront with the cost. So then it didn't like hurt me. Yes. And yes. it wasn't a surprise at the end where, you know, you're like, you don't, if we don't, I don't have a front desk. So there mm-hmm. is no one to check them out. I am checking them exactly. out. So I have to right. literally physically tell them the price. That's going to be a, blah, blah, blah. yes. Like, and you like try to like run away as fast as you can. Yes. Uh, so like that's kind of took some of that pain out of it. Another interesting thing just came to me. Same gentleman who told me that he he charges based on how he felt that day. He said that in his appointment reminders, he puts the price, like the starting at price. So yeah. it'd be like, Karen, you're down for a full highlight next Wednesday, parentheses, $200. Okay. Like it was interesting. And I was like, so that way there's absolutely no question about it at all. And then it holds you accountable and they know exactly what they're getting. Yes. I have always had my prices in that. Is it in your reminder? Yeah. I mean, it's on there. Yeah. I mean, I charge hourly now, so there's no, there's no question question at all, but even before. Yeah. Yeah. So mine like are not, I mean, mine aren't like that. Um, and that's a whole other topic, but that's interesting because, you know, mine will just say like, you're down for like, you know, a, a full book full blonding. The thing is, is like clients have no clue how much it costs. They don't. And also as a hairstylist, if someone's like, well, how much is that going to be today? I don't know. Let me go look at, like, you don't even know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When you put it like that, that's so embarrassing. Right? Like how many times when I used to be a la carte, I'd be like, let me go add that up. But do you want to know why I have said that in the past? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, let me figure out what I charged you last time. Exactly. But it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. It needs to be, whether you're a la carte is, I really think if you're a la carte, every style should be very pared down and have less options. Um, or you're a session stylist, session-based pricing, or your hourly pricing. Like pricing needs to be simplified. Right. Clients need to know what services are, first of all, and then how much they are. Like, mm-hmm. and if you don't, and, and here's the thing I hear all the time from stylists is, well, I when I go through their pricing with them and we try to simplify their menu, I call it, I have another training that's, I didn't realize I have so many trainings, but I have another training called Modernize Your Menu and it, it teaches you how to do either session or hourly. And okay, well, let's break down your current pricing model um, menu. How much is a color retouch? And you know what I hear all the time from Silas? What? Well, it depends. No. It depends on what? Well, it depends on how much hair they have. Really? No. No. So so what happens is people are being discounted because they feel bad that yeah. their stylist has two hairs on their head or their client has two hairs right. on their heads. Yeah. Right. But how And do that's you- not okay. No, you have to have a base price. Right. That is the base price. And then you go it up can go there. up if right. you're using more color if you're in an a la carte scenario. 
right? But it can't be a some I charge 30, some I charge 100, and it's again, it's like how you're feeling that yes, day. Literally. And then yes. you gotta go back and check before you check. My so mind. I always say, because as the owner of my salon, I used to be independent. I say to independent hire stylists who don't have the boss to blame for the pricing, yeah. your menu online or if it's printed in your salon, that's the boss. That's the boss. So you need to figure out your costs per application, your timing all of your services that you offer, the baseline pricing and timing for that, that's the boss. It never goes below that. It can only go above that. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, you just got to stick to it. You have to. That's the thing. Yes. It's like, I, I, you know, you can put all those things in place. Yeah. It's about sticking to it. Yes. And I think that's where sometimes... You know, that gets a little dicey. What would be your advice? Well, here's here's what I used to do when I had a commission salon um, so that my stylist could feel confident charging their prices. Tell me. Is we had a service menu at each station, like in a drawer, and it was like laminated. So when they went to go quote, I, in the, and after a while they grew out of this. So it really did work. They would grab that service menu and they would say, okay, so after the consultation, so we decide we're going to do a balayage and a toner and a haircut today. Mm -hmm. So they would take out that service menu and they would say, okay, so I'm just going to give you a quote. I always required quotes at every single start of every single service. And so they would take that menu and they would point, okay, so we're going to do a balayage, which is, let's just say, uh, just for numbers, we're going to do a balayage, that's 100, we're going to do a toner, that's 20, and we're going to do a haircut and that's 50. So your total today is going to be, what, $170. I tried to do that math in my head real fast. I'm not good at math. I was impressed. I used used odd numbers or even numbers. So being able to point to that menu, that's the boss. Clients... I think could care less. You just tell them the price and they're good. Right. But it's us. We need that confidence. We need the boss right there. We need the well, official and document. And even if the client does care, back us at least they're then aware. That's so the they thing. can say like, yes. uh, you know what? Let's take the haircut off today. Yes. Because that doesn't fit in my in my budget today. Exactly. So I, I love that. And I love that tool for people who are listening, who are feeling like, okay, I really need to stick to my pricing. I don't want to get in this. What a great thing to do. And if you need to change your pricing, if it's all, I, I find that a lot of stylists when I start working on their service menu, it's all across the board. It makes no sense. Like a full highlight is less than a partial highlight or it just makes no sense. So that means you need to go through and tighten up your service menu. So what you do when you do that and your prices have shifted, it doesn't necessarily mean you've given yourself a price increase, but what you do is you announce, you have to communicate and announce to your clients that you have adjusted your pricing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have adjusted my pricing. You know the word I love? I have updated my service menu. Yes. It's just updating. It's not... Do not say I've had a price I've increase. I've increased my prices. I've increased. Don't use that word. Due to inflation, and, don't. And the cost of foil. Because guess don't. what? When you start telling your clients the only reason you increased your prices because of inflation, the cost of foils, the co- whatever, then that's only giving you permission to raise your prices when other prices go up. Oh, so agree. What about if you took extra trainings? What about if your demand is insanely high and you need to thin out clientele? Like, don't ever give that don't reason. It might be the that. reason. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, but also structure your pricing menu so that it is not riding that line that if prices go up, your prices have to go up. Okay. That's riding too yeah. close of a line. So are you firm in when you update your service menu that you notify your clients? Yes. 
And is that any price increase? Yes. What if you increase your haircut I by know. $2? We will. Okay. We've, you, you said that. This is my unpopular yeah, opinion. This is your unpopular opinion that I do disagree with. First of all, two things I disagree with. Raising your prices, $2. Uh-huh. Never. Yeah. I'm just, Pointless. Just, yeah, no, I know. Right, I know. Agree. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I know Abby we disagree. Is, and this is, this is why I love having conversations with Abby because we, we sometimes agree and we sometimes are like, oh, I respectfully disagree. So, you know, I, there's, there's this whole thing that goes back and forth of like, do we need to let our clients know that we've raised our prices and blah, blah, blah. And Abby, Abby is a strong, yes, you need to let them know ahead of time, give them notice. And I am, well, <laughs> you don't have to let them know. Um, now I have done it both ways. I have mm-hmm. done it both ways. And to be hundred percent honest with you, I actually have better results and better feedback when I do tell them in advance, when I send out a message, an email blast email that says I have updated my service menu, please see it. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, let me know yes. that way. Um, rather than the people who are unaware and then just come in and they're like, what just happened? Yes. I had no idea. Now there's a time frame. Like there's, if someone hasn't been into me for a year, yeah, my prices have probably gone up and they're not getting notified or they exactly. didn't check their email. I can't help it if someone doesn't look at their email. Um, but I do just believe in communicating. Now I know that there is, you go to the grocery store and they don't, they don't talk to you about raised prices, but you also grab that gallon of milk out of the thing and you, the price is right in front of your face. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I it's still a decision. Before. I've been but like, it's but still they don't a dec- tell us when they raise the price of milk. But they do. But they do because it's written on there. Yeah. And you oh, still have a choice. Aren't you so smart? Well, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, she's pretty smart, everybody. <laughs> she's got the answers. Well... I also think that if you're doing a two to five dollar price increase, then you could sneak it through. Okay, but yes. but I don't agree with a five dollar price increase. And so this is something we were talking about the other day. Yeah. So um, we were talking like, and I had said that. So like, what if you just like raise something five dollars? And she's like, yeah, well, no, like, don't. but don't even bother. Don't because you're going to exhaust your clients. You're going to exhaust your clients. But yeah. too many small price increases. Yeah, it's exhaust just annoying. Clients. Rather do a larger increase yeah. one time a year. I did a large increase in January. Like, again, I'm hourly. So I was $100 an hour and I went up to $125 an hour. So for some clients, that was 50 plus dollars more mm-hmm. uh, service. And that that's a lot. And I take that seriously. So of course, I communicated that to them three months in advance right? because I, that's a whole nother thing. I book out three months at a time, but, um, I just for another episode. That's for another, that's episode. for another. And episode. I also think that how to increase your prices is for another episode. Too. Yes, that is. So we got to come back to that. We'll one. come back to that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yes. So it's, this feels like for those who are listening, who don't feel that they should be charging what they're worth. If you're questioning that and you're thinking that, just remember, um, you know, that just our time have, is valuable. Yeah. And have that self-awareness on why you're discounting. Why? That is the key. Yeah. Our time is valuable. And why are you discounting? Yeah. And once you get to that point, then I think you can kind of figure out the gray area there. Yes. And it takes one conversation with one client at a time. And whatever you think is going to be the outcome of charging your worth finally and charging your actual real prices, it's never going to be as scary and bad as you think. Oh, totally. I absolutely agree. Yes.